St. John chapter 2 and verse 5. St. John chapter 2 and verse 5. New International Version reads like this. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Amen. That's it. <laughs> His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. I want to talk about whatever he says. Whatever he says. Whatever he says. Not since the event surrounding his birth has the mother of Jesus played such a pivotal role in the biblical account of Jesus's life and ministry. This text is the narrative of Jesus's first recorded miracle. Jesus is always the main character in the text, but Mary is a central and significant character as we approach this particular passage. The stage of verse five is set. It's set in verses one, two, and three. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples also had been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no wine. That's the context. The text also gives the outcome. The outcome is recorded in verses 8 through 10. Here is the outcome. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice of wine first and then the cheaper wine. After the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. In this first miracle that Jesus performs in the Gospels, Jesus manifests himself as a provider. He turns water into wine so that wine might be provided to the guest. Jesus does never talks according to the text. He never talks to the host of the feast. According to the text, he never talks to the bride and groom. He never talks to uh, anyone who ultimately consumes the wine. Jesus talks to the servants and his mother. As a matter of fact, he's, he's back chilling with the servants and his mother comes in and his mother says they have no more wine. They're running out of wine. And it's important for us to see that, that Mary for whatever reason, wants this done. She comes to Jesus and asks him to do it. Jesus is the catalyst for taking care of the miracle, but Mary is the catalyst for initiating the miracle. She has compassion on this family. I don't know if they are her friends. She has compassion, but she becomes the intercessor for them. She sees a need that they have and she goes to the answer that she knows can provide. She goes to Jesus and says, they have no more wine. 
If you will go with me very briefly and quickly, and I need your imagination. We live in a very visual culture. I need your imagination. I want you to put a split screen up in your mind. I want you to put a split screen as if you're watching a, a movie or watching a sitcom and they show you a split screen while one thing is going on in one room and one thing is going on in another room. Allow your mind to understand that there are two rooms. Watch this. There's the ballroom where the party, the wedding feast is going on. And then there's the back room where Jesus is with the disciples. And I want you to see that the ballroom, in the ballroom, they're running out of wine. In the back room, they're just having a conversation. And Mary, watch this, Mary is the only conduit between the ballroom and the back room. Y'all hear? The Mary is the only conduit between the ballroom and the, watch this, in the ballroom, there's a bride, there's a bridegroom, there's family, there's honored guests, they're enjoying the festivities. In the back room is Jesus, a few of his disciples, and the servants. Watch this. There are two rooms. There's a ballroom and a back room. There's back room and a ballroom the crisis is in one room the Christ is in another room the situation is in one room the Savior is in another room the problem is in one room and the provider is in another room and there is only one conduit between both rooms. Mary is the only one that comes from the ballroom and goes to the back room and then leaves the back room and goes to the ballroom. And when she gets into the ballroom, she's able to tell somebody everything's going to be okay. I need y'all to see this thing. God help me here. There are these two rooms. She's got compassion and she is an intercessor. What Mary shows us is the importance of, what's this, connection, compassion, and intercession. We need to connect with people. We need to have compassion for people. And we need to intercede on behalf of people. Are y'all getting this? Watch what happens. She has connection. She has some connection with the people in the ballroom. She has a connection with Jesus. She's his mama. But then whatever's going on in the ballroom, she has compassion to the point that she goes and leverages her connection. Y'all just missed it. Somebody is going through something right now and you don't have the level of access that somebody else has and they need you to leverage the connection that you have. I wish you look at somebody and say, sometimes you got to get the hookup somebody somebody has got to hook you up watch this they can't go ask Jesus they don't know him like that but his mother comes and says you know what they have no wine and he and he he he, he says listen that ain't got nothing to do with me that ain't got nothing to do with me he's reticent he's almost disagreeable but Mary leaves the back room with full assurance that Jesus is going to take care of the problem in the ballroom. Are y'all getting this yet? But before she leaves, she has a final request 
before she leaves the back room and goes back into the ballroom with full assurance that Jesus in the back room is going to take care of what's going on in the ballroom, she has a final request. She looks at the servants and she says, do whatever he says. I got to, God, I wish y'all would see this. Do whatever he tells you to do. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And watch what happens. Check out what's happening in the back room. Once she says do whatever he tells you to do, now the servants have an excitement they have anticipation and they have anxiety. Show it to me, Derek Triplett. Here it is. They've got excitement. Watch this. Because they know that Jesus is getting ready to do something and they going to be included. I wish y'all would see this. Jesus is getting ready to make a way. Jesus is getting ready to perform a miracle. Jesus is getting ready to take care of a problem. And they know, according to what his mama said, Said, they are going to be able to have something to do with it. Come here. Let me talk to you. That's what the church ought to get excited about. We ought not to just get excited about our house, our car, our blessing, but we ought to get excited about that Jesus is getting ready to take care of a problem for somebody else and he's going to let us be involved. I thought I got a shout in Eastern Star because there's hunger that y'all help take care of. There are children that y'all help take care of. There's education that y'all help take care of. You are to be excited. That you're in the back room and Jesus is going to let you participate in solving an issue in the ballroom. They, 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 they are excited, but watch this. But there's also anticipation. Because she says, whatever he says, do, do. But they don't know what he's going to say. Whatever he says, do. That's what y'all do. But now there's some anticipation and, and possibly some anxiety because they don't know what he's going to ask. Mm, Jesus is going to work it out. It's about to happen. But as his servant, are you ready to do whatever he tells you? What if it's going to require more than a shout. What if it's going to require more than a dance? What, is it, what, if, what if it's going to require, are you ready? He's going to take care of it. But are you ready to do whatever he says? Watch this. Are, here's the first question. Are you ready for your whatever level of obedience. Or are you going to miss out on the blessing because you ain't trying to do that? 
Oh, God's got to help me here. Remember the split screen. There's activity in the back room that's going to bless the ballroom. May I suggest to you that your life is happening in both rooms. Are y'all still here? May, may I suggest to you that your life is happening in both rooms. Watch this. In the back room, there's going to be involvement. In the ballroom, there's going to be enjoyment. In the ballroom, you're going to be benefiting from God. But in the back room, you're going to be working with God. You're going to get the enjoyment of the ballroom if he gets the involvement of the back room. And am I willing to miss the enjoyment? Because I don't like the involvement. So, so, so I, I want the enjoyment of a better marriage but I don't want the involvement of being a better husband. I want the enjoyment of my money being straight, but I don't want the involvement of proper giving and proper management. I, I want the enjoyment of having opportunity, but I don't want the involvement of having development. Am I going to forfeit the enjoyment because I don't like the involvement? Am I ready for the whatever he says do level of obedience? Huh? Let, me, let me ask you a question. Y'all got really quiet on me. <laughs> Are you ready to do, oh my, let me talk to myself on this one. Are you ready to do as much or as little as required? Because some of us have no problem doing the difficult because that makes us feel committed. We struggle with doing the easy. Are y'all still here? Uh, uh, some of us we want God to do it all. So when he tells us to put our hands in it and get to work, we'd rather go pray. But then there are others of us on the flip side. We have trouble when he tells us to keep our hands off of it. I'm preaching, y'all ain't listening. See, when God tells you, don't say nothing, don't say nothing, don't do anything, keep your hands off of it, 
keep your mouth off of it but you gotta get in it you gotta mess with it you gotta do something about it you gotta say something and God is saying I'm gonna handle it all I need you to do is be quiet are you ready to do whatever much or little eh. uh. <laughs> so, so Jesus, Jesus, uh, Jesus needs me to ask you this question. Are you ready for the whatever level of obedience? The reason that he needs me to ask you this question is because time is of the essence. We have minimal time for you to decide. Why? Because while you're deciding, the wine is running out. Ain't nobody talking to me in here. See, while you, while you are debating in the back room, the problem is getting worse in the ballroom. While you're struggling in the back room, the problem is getting worse. I need you to hurry up and make up in your mind that you're going to do what God says. I need you to hurry up and make up your mind that you're going to obey him like he wants you to obey him. I need you to hurry up and make up your mind you're going to believe like he wants you to believe because time is of the essence. Watch this. You got to do what he wants you to do in the back room to prevent what's about to happen in the ballroom. Uh, I, don't, I don't know y'all like that. I ain't been here in a few years, but... But, but some of y'all I do know, so I'm going to act like we, know, we all know each other. But so I'll, I'll t Am I the only one who can look at my life and get frustrated because some of it I could have prevented? Oh, oh, God's got to help me here. <laughs> No, no, some of it, it wasn't the devil did it. Some of it wasn't my haters. Some of it wasn't none of that. There's some stuff I could have prevented. Some of us are in debt right now that we could have prevented. Some of us, our hearts are broken right now and we could have prevented it because God told you to leave them alone in the first place, but you had to have them. God said you could have prevented it. So, I'm going to need you to make up your mind that you're going to work with Jesus in the back room. Watch this. Because of what he's working on in the ballroom. Here it is. I'm, I, I got to get out of here. Watch this. Uh, uh, let, me, let me assage your, your fear. He's never going to ask you to do something you can't do. He's never going to ask you to do something you can't do. And in the case of this text, he doesn't even want you to do anything extra. What he wants you to do is actually nearby. Because he, he says to the servants, uh, 
Get those water pots. <laughs> Get those water pots. They hold about 20 gallons of water. Get them and just fill them with water. Fill, fill. Watch this. Get those water pots, something you already have. <laughs> and as you go get nothing, get those water pots. Watch this. Could it be that what I need to affect the ballroom is already present in the back room? I just needed Jesus to tell me what to do with it. Could it be that you're trying to figure it out? He's already worked it out. It's already in the room. You just need him to tell you what to do with it. Come here, woman. You got a whole bunch of debt. You got a whole bunch of debt. They getting ready to take your sons. What you got in this kitchen? All we got in this kitchen is a pot of oil. Well, what we need you to do is go get some other pots because the oil is going to pour in the pots so that you can pay your debt. It's near you. Take those pots, fill them with water. Ooh. And then it hit me. I wish this was deep, but it ain't. Watch this. It hit me. Maybe what he wants me to do is maximize my capacity. He didn't just say pour some water in the pots. He said, Elder, fill the pots with water. Don't, don't just, no. can I ask you a question? When's the last time you really gave it your all? When's the last time you maximized your capacity? He says, you can, you can take care of the ballroom issue if you let me maximize your capacity in the back room. Oh, God. They pour it. Fill it. Then he says, now take it out there and tell them to drink it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's my problem with this text. I don't know when the water became wine. That's my problem with the text. I don't know when the water became wine. Uh, did it come as they were pouring the water? Or did it become wine once they took it to the governor of the feast? I don't know, but the possibilities give you something to think about. That some of your blessings are gonna happen in process. But some of your blessings ain't gonna happen till it's finished. I wish I had some help in here. Let me prove it to you. Sometimes God 
will show you the process. I see it coming. It's starting to happen. He will give you indicators and hints that it's starting to happen. But then there are other times in your life, ain't nothing happened till he's finished. Ain't nothing happens to you. Sometimes in your life, oh, I see progress. Oh, I see progress. It's coming. And then there are other times in your life, nothing happens. I just have to believe him once it's finished. So they take it. I'm through. They take it to the governor of the feast. He drinks it. He says, uh, hold up. There's a custom here that you serve the best wine first. And then when people have consumed much, <laughs> they don't care as much anymore. But y'all did something, watch this. Y'all did something different. Uh, I don't know if he hadn't drank much or if his palate was just that sensitive. He says, oh no, y'all saved the better wine. Let me give you this, we done. Number one, I said all of that to say this. Mary is the intercessor. She is the conduit between the back room and the ballroom, and the ballroom to the back room. Here's my announcement to some of you. You're getting ready to get a blessing that's going to be based on somebody else's prayers. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. There's some stuff you ain't going to even be praying about. But God has put it on the heart of somebody else to pray that for you. And you ain't going to know where it's coming from. It's going to be a surprise to you. But it's going to, but when it happens for you, the person who has been praying for you, watch that. It's not going to surprise them because they've been praying for it. And don't tell me it can't happen. Because if some of you are honest, the only reason you're here right now is because of somebody else's prayers. The only reason you saved right now is because of somebody else's prayers. The only reason you got the job you got is because grandmama said, bless my baby. The only reason you got the life you got is because your mama said, bless my baby. You're going to get a blessing off of somebody else's no wonder that song used to say, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time to pray. I'm so glad they prayed. Uh, here's the next thing. I'm done. Here's the next thing. This is the, for the rest of you. You will get God's supply in an area that you're running short. I'm sorry, it's not deep. They're running out of wine. Now they got more wine than they could ever need. I came to tell you that whatever you're running out of, 
God's getting ready to take a blessing from the back room of your life put it in the ballroom of your life and the very thing that you have been running short of God's getting ready to get you an extra supply I wish somebody give God praise right through here and say I might be running out but God's getting ready to hook me up and I won't be running out for long I wish you would tell somebody your shortage is about to be over. God is hooking up. Oh God. I'm not going to run short no more. I'm going to have his supply. Here's the last one. Shout if you feel like it. I don't care. I'm going home. You're getting ready to discover that what God is about to give you is going to be better than anything you've had. Because the Bible says that the wine that they received was better. Now, here's my shout. Jewish people the meal, the festivities were a matter of their cultural pride. So guess what? The wine that they bought in the first place was good. They already had the good stuff. And what God does is even for people who already had the good stuff. What he gives them is better than they already had. So I ain't just talking to broke people. I'm talking to those of you who've been living pretty good. And God sent me here to tell you, I have not seen, ear have not heard. It has not even entered into your heart what God has prepared for you. He's getting ready to take you. To even another level. It's been nice hanging out with y'all. My time is up. I got a minute and 41 seconds. And so all I'm trying to get you to understand is whatever Jesus says, do it. He's trying to hook you up. Whatever he tells you, whatever he tells you, do it. I got to go. We like to say he'll show up. I'm through now. We like to say he'll show up. Can I, can I give you this last thing I saw? He showed up. And they never saw him. There is no record in the text that he went to the ballroom. He just sent 
the blessing into the ballroom. I came to tell somebody, you may not be able to see him, but he's still working. You may not be able to notice him, but he's still working. You may not be able to see him, but he's still working. Y'all play too much. I'm out of here.